0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: This is the True Faith Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst joined on the line by Cy Carmel and Ben Wade. We're all absolutely nagged, some more than others, after an absolutely fucking fantastic day yesterday. Been one of the best days i have had in oh, know, a, long long, a time. long long time probably since Spurs last year Spurs last year was all right but look like Mickey didn't turn up because uh, it was like now nah, we're down and it was almost <laughs> like that was that was because of the match whereas yesterday was just a mint like everything uh, about right. the day was just mint like first of all food bank was a massive success well done everybody well to the supporters trust um and, and UFC food bank for sorting out three tons of food which is a lot of food like feed a lot of people with that so um, much yeah. flipping that on our loads, um, they raised a bit of money as well. So, just just unbelievable stuff. Really, dead, dead nice to see. Um, and that also football gets a bit of a bad name from ourselves like, but never mind. You know, across the country, but you know, fair play. Football fans coming together, doing good. So just pleased to pleased it went so well, and hopefully it'll happen in future home games. Um, and then obviously Gallagher flags is massive success, best one we've done so far. It was brilliant to see so many volunteers, uh, new volunteers, people who were, who maybe we hadn't seen before or hadn't been around all the time or haven't haven't been at the match while we're doing it, and just like at the end of the match as well, it was just so pleasing to have a, like a massive hand putting stuff away because it took what like a third of the time. I think we got out the ground pretty much like twenty twenty five minutes after kick off. That that first Huddersfield game, we're still there like an hour an hour and a half after the game, so. I, t- it, I don't know what you were doing outside the ground 20 minutes after kick-off like but i was still you me see Alright, sorry. Well, you've, you've set your stall early there, picking up on a mistake from me, and I know there might be a few coming from you, the state you're in. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll rise to it. But yeah, so get Flags was mint. If it's like that, every game, I'm up for doing it every game. I know the rest of the lads who do it with us are up for doing it every, every game. Um, so that was mint. The atmosphere was mint, which we'll come on to, and we've got an absolutely crucial... Fucking brilliant win. Um, Sai, I'll start. I'll start with you. Um, we all were very much of the opinion after the match that it was had been a really good performance, a really good win. And we spoke to a few other people, maybe outside of the bubble of, in which we're in, in terms of like we're obsessed by atmosphere and getting behind the team. And we're speaking to some people in the in the pub afterwards. who are saying, "Oh, it was a bit of a shite game." Did Did you see it that way, or are we are we right? It was meant. People just looking at the scoreline and not really like,
2: taking in what's happened at the match. One nil. I told the Derby sounds like a bit of a shite game, but I, I don't think it was. I think uh, there was another one where we could have been, especially in the last minute, could have been made to rue an, another host of missed chances because we did create chances. We were in control most of the game. It was, it was a lot more balanced. We, we were attacking down the left. We were attacking down the right. The army I thought was excellent and just linked up the play and, and even Mitrovic. I know you'll have a different opinion, I don't, I don't think he was his worst, no. he was he's,
1: he's doing his job a bit more, and he's, 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 he, he wasn't acting as a
2: target man, and I don't think any of us have ever said that that's what we think he is, he's not a target man, but at least he was playing as a striker, he was playing up front, he was running around the defenders and, and trying to make something happen, not a lot did happen for him, but at least he wasn't running around in his own half, kind of disrupting the rest of the team, but um, yeah,
1: I, mean, I, I thought that... I want to come on to those two players, John and Mitrovic later, a little bit more in depth. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, so you agree in terms of the result. I mean, I, I know what you mean, but I think Derby under McLaren have picked up like more points than anyone else but us and Brighton, um, which is surprising considering how bad a manager he is. But uh, so I, I think those people who, if you say there are people who are just looking at the results, um, I, I don't know. I just thought, I thought some people after the game were a little bit unfair for the performance, like you said, would totally control that game. Derby had one shot in the first half. That's it until the last ten minutes, and as long as it stays one nil, they can high forward a lot of players like they did later on. then we get the chance to counter attack which we did and should have scored through Perez and should have been a red card for the keeper um and obviously with, with road will look, but I think for Derby to come and I know they're they're a little bit inconsistent away from home, but I just think we're they're a, they're a good team I think they'll make playoffs Derby. the team I think they're a better team than Chef red, who because um I, th- I thought it was one of the most important wins of the season Ben do you agree or do you think? Long
3: way to go. Yes. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, it, it was good. We, we've talked before as well about the, the types of wins we've been getting and where we've we've struggled. And that was a game that was, we we didn't really put them away, but we we managed to hold on. Obviously, there's been a few games where we've we've been made to rue, sort of missed opportunities, and obviously, that they, they had the chance at the end that uh, potentially get something out of the game. Um, with with the header that was cleared off the line by Yedlin, but um, I I think we deserved deserve the three points in the. Sort of balance of the game and it was just a solid solid win obviously um, a few changes that he made had, had good impacts I think uh, Hanley came in and did well um, in place of Lascelles uh, the back four looked a lot more solid again um, There was only really I, th- I think they only really created one or two chances Tommins had a really good one where the ball um, sort of great ball in I can't remember who put it in but uh, sort of defence splitting pass that uh, sort of was into the the gap between the keeper and the defense, where you can't really do anything about it, um, but that was the only real one, uh, one chance I can remember them creating. So we we're, were solid in all aspects of the game, and and um, yeah, I think there was one or two chances where we probably should have scored. I think Mitrovic has missed a good chance as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was just a, a good win, and I, I, as you say, I think it's one where that that'll that that'll become a much better result at the end of the season as well. I think so I, I agree. I think derby been on a great run of form especially in the McLaren since he's come in they've turned the corner a bit and they they look a really good team um so i I agree i think they'll be they'll be contenders for for the playoffs
1: i um i I disagree with what you said there in terms of being gritty it's it's a kind of game we haven't managed to close out um you know the very very tight ones Mm -hmm. i think it's only really cardiff at home where you could say, I mean, we're 2 up as well, and it was, it was kind of the game played in third gear and then they had a bit of a go at the end, but that was against a good team there, and after everything that's happened this week and the last-minute equaliser against QPR, really important to get a clean sheet, and I just want to talk a little bit more about Hanley, Sai and get your thoughts on him, because um, I think Rafa's official line is that Lascelles was feeling a little bit of a groin injury, so they dropped him to the bench, um, but, you know, some people were saying it was a big call by him because he had a bad game on Wednesday, um, I don't think Hannity's ever let with down when he's come inside. Do you think he's got to be pushing for a starting spot?
2: I mean, um, he was pretty awful in that Oxford game, like. but...
1: Uh, I, I disagree, but yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I, think, I think he's he's played very well. Every time I've seen him play, I didn't, I, all I've seen is the goals against Oxford they were a bit scrappy, but... Um, I don't think he's worthy, worthy, he's good enough to play that position in this in this league, I think especially, I think I would have preferred to see him against QPR, because they
1: were just launching the ball forward yeah. to that bloke, uh, the number 9, I can't remember his name, Washington, um, Hi.
2: Washington yeah, they were just lo- launching balls forward to him and he's was bringing them down every time, you think Hanley would have given him a bit more of a tough time than themselves
1: did. I don't think Hanley Hanley's lost Hanley's a header, I think Hanley's like the Andy Mitrovic, <laughs> he wins yeah, every single exactly. header. Exactly, he seems to command, his, command the space around him, you know, people listen to him, he's, he's always Shouting and screaming, people, but seemingly in a good way. Um, is he
2: is he a first choice centre half? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, for me, I'd, I'd probably rather see him Bemba playing if, if he comes back fit. I, I, you know, I don't see why he can't get run the team now that Mesalles has kind of had a bit of a, a fall there and doesn't seem to be developing as well as he thought he would. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think so. Uh, Did the clean sheet yesterday was huge, and that that can only bode well for for Hanley, I
1: suppose. I think what McLaren did as a yesterday, particularly with that first half performance. We talk a lot about how teams come to not just us; everyone knows it. People come teams come to St James's Park, and if they if I've got anything about them, the pressers in the middle third of the pitch create, you know, push John Joe Shelby back, leave as little room as possible in the in the centre of midfield. Um, and let the centre-backs and the full-backs have the ball um, with nowhere to go, realistically. Derby just didn't do that yesterday. The, the The pressed us all the way up the pitch, which was a mental decision. So so it was easy for Hanley because he, he just had to get rid. I think if we'd have seen a game where, you know, he was given a lot more time and space on the ball, he might have struggled a little bit more. But Garth, I thought he was fantastic, but I know what you mean. In a normal circumstances, let's say against, I don't know, Villa or Bristol City, the next two home games it might be good to see Mbember, um in those games I can't imagine Steve Bruce is going to be as stupid as McLaren I mean Derby yeah. did change it in, at half time and got better, we should have been ahead by more in the first half and we we, we had a lot of time and space in the middle, you saw the likes of Diarmé and Hayden getting having really good runs towards their goal and getting shots off they probably should have done better with um, and that's that's without Dwight Gale creating space so yeah I think I think Honey for me I think he, he might be more of an away game defender in terms of having to do, he, he does the dirty jobs very well, he puts his head in, he, he gets a foot in, he, he very rarely misses tackles or misses headers, but I agree with your side to an extent, it would be great to see him re, um reintegrated with his side as, as we move forward, particularly as the end of season approaches. One other player, Ben, who has really, really, really stepped up the plate is uh, Matt Ritchie. Six six goals in four games, I think. Yeah. People talk about missing Dwight Gale, and yes, we do miss Dwight Gale, but realistically it's not been Murphy or Mitrovic who stepped into Dwight Gale's shoes it's been Matt Ritchie with six yeah. goals in four games he's, mm-hmm. he has replaced Dwight Gale's goals so mm-hmm. player of the season do you think or one of them? Uh, he's been he's, he's been improving I think that's one I
3: mean we've sort of been a little bit critical of him at times saying he wasn't doing enough now he's brought that element into his game he's, he's chipping in with goals he's had some really good performances in the cup games as well that we've seen um, and it was just get I think it's just getting that consistency as you say and a real um, Good goal, uh goal run streak at the minute. So, um, and yeah, as you say, we, we needed to replace the goals by by Gale, and he's come in and done that. He's, he's having much more of an impact in games now as well. I think, um, we we've talked a few times. I think it helps with Yedlin in with aside him. I think that's had a a big impact because it gives him a bit more freedom to to sort of pick pick um pick the ball up in different positions, um, when you've got the the full back overlapping. You, you can cut inside a bit more and you, you notice he's doing that a bit more and obviously his goal yesterday was one way he's, he's cut inside and, and struck it from outside the area and I think he, he probably doesn't get that opportunity to do that as much with it because he's sort of he's, he's having to, to stick to sort of wide and down the, the line but um, yeah, he's 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 been much improved he, he's he's a big player in this team to be honest he's, we, we always talk about uh, the likes of him Shelby and, and Gale as being like the, the three main sort of um, attack and threats it's, were and it's good to see that he's he's chipping in and doing doing a bit more and I think he's a player as well, he, 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 he sort of fronts up quite well, he's obviously um done quite a few interviews, sort of talked about his, his own role, saying that he needs to do more so it's good to see him uh, chipping in with a, a few more and obviously he's a, an important player to, uh,
1: 12 goals for the season on all competitions is, is spectacular, yeah. it's exactly what we bought him for, I mean what 17 league games to go I think so, um, you know, no complaints. And you get from me. fifteen you get fifteen goals out of a midfielder, that's perfect. Yeah. Like, that's what you you want, isn't it? I think I think if he stays fit, which he do should do, um I think he's gonna be aiming for twenty goals. The form he's in, if he could if he could give her twenty goals, Dwight Goal Gale Dwight goal <laughs> has already given with <laughs> twenty goals, um then you know, that's that that'll get us promoted alone, I think. and um, it'd be great to have Gail back for Wolves, which is coming up, but yeah, absolutely fantastic from Richie and it's really like, I agree with you that Yedlin's had a, a massively positive impact uh, on him. So just to bring it back to uh, what you alluded to earlier, which was Diame, um, obviously he started the, the game ahead of Perez in the number 10 role um, and then had to drop back into midfield. Do you think the fact that we can now rely on him as a central midfielder makes him an almost guaranteed starter? Do you still think Perez is going to be um, vying with him for the rest of the season? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's only good for Hayden as well to have a bit of competition because colbach has been injured for quite a while now. He, he,
2: he, he came back and he just seemed to disappear off injured again, callback. Yeah. Um, I, I, the, I thought Dioma was better almost in, in centre mid yesterday. I thought he was excellent. He was putting in the graft in the last 10-15 like, minutes of the game when we needed to keep up the energy because we hadn't got that second goal again. So he, I think he was the difference in terms of closing them down and, and just making sure we weren't, weren't giving them anything because at the end of the day they didn't really have anything. I know they there was a corner at the end where they had a chance but and that was the only time we looked in the threat again from set pieces and we haven't conceded, so maybe that's also some, some positive for Hanley. But uh, Diame, I think I think we've said it earlier in the season and obviously he's been out for African nations but he just he's the only player in the squad that's even remotely capable of playing that number ten role. Um you just you can remember the ball, you can pick it up, you can move it quickly. Whereas Perez can't do any of those things. <laughs> He used to be able to do, But he just can't anymore um, And that, that's the most important part Like the, the player was linked up Every time we had a chance He was in a space somewhere He was, he was an option He wasn't just like Kind of hiding behind the defender Which is what Perez has been doing Like whenever Richie or Goofran have had the ball you just like Where's Perez? He should be like Banging in the middle Wanting the ball But he's been Hanging behind a fullback somewhere Or, or whatever Diom is always an option He's always in space He's always moving And I just think that
1: that's why We just looked so much better yesterday one positive for me, even though he's been away, um, obviously he's still been training and playing and keeping fit. I, th- I might be wrong here because I haven't checked this, but I think it was his first ninety minutes yesterday. Um, he, he, I don't There's a point in the second half where I just thought he, he looks fitter here. He looks sharper, and I know he didn't, I know he didn't play much in in uh, in Africa. I think he started one game and one one sub appearance. But I don't know whether he's been using that time to improve his fitness because he's always been right from the start of the season. I remember back to Bristol away. Bristol away, first half, he absolutely ran the show. Um, Great assist for Dwight Gale. And then he looked absolutely knackered. And that's always been the the theme. I think Birmingham at home is another one where he was unreal first half and then faded really uh, badly second half. So really positive to see him playing the 90 and, and, uh, and looking like the complete... Complete player, as, as you say. Um, ben Mitrovic, mixed mixed reaction. My thoughts were, um, it was a bad miss. And it, it doesn't, I think in the context, it wasn't a sitter. But he had, no, he had no one on him. He had time and he has to hit the target. I think if the keeper makes a save there, or he hits the post, not to hit the target was poor. And I think normally if that was a one-off, or if he was scoring goals, he'd got a bit less stick. But in keeping with the misses against Oxford he really needs to get a couple of goals to sort his confidence out but having said that i thought that was one of his most uh, consistent performances under benitez and, and i si alluded to it at the start of the show that he, he he held his position much better he didn't go looking for the ball you know which when when he, when he start when your center forward starts dropping deep their back fork and push up um, there's all sorts of problems that as a result because he has no pace uh, he doesn't run in behind he didn't win any headers yesterday, so a bit of a, bit, a mixed bag from. but I, I think I think the manager will be far happier with that performance from him than maybe even a couple of performances we've been at where he's actually scored. Would you agree or do you think, nah, still not there? Yeah, I agree. Oh, well, nice. You, you've, you've said it all. <laughs> with <laughs> your, with your ridiculous, long, long-winded
3: questions, that's not really a question. It's your statement that, that I can just agree with.
1: So well, I'll tell you what then, <laughs> on, on the Wolves next week, who do you start, Mittie Rich on Murphy? Um Presuming Gale's not fit enough to start.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one because I think um, I, w- I would have said Murphy, but he, I thought Murphy had a, quite a poor game against QPR. He didn't really have any impact, um, and he's a bit. He's obviously he's not the most mobile, um, and he, he, and again he, he fades, so he he can't play a full ninety minutes. Obviously, you go, so you're probably going to have to use both of them anyway, um, unless you stick stick all, uh <laughs> Go for go I was, go for it. Good, good, up top. But I think I probably I would stick with Mitrovic. Um, as you say, I think he needs confidence as well. He, he, he needs a goal. Um, and I think if if you if if you can find that and, and sort of get back um in a bit of form, then it it's gonna do a lot more uh, good in the long run. Um, I'd, I'd i think I'd stick with him but I thought as as you said, I thought the team played pretty well yesterday and and we we had a good balanced um sort of to us so I think I, I would stick with that I think I would as you sort of alluded to with, with a couple of the other players that came as well I think I would stick with the, the same 11 and and uh, and sort of go from there
1: yeah fair enough um sorry it was Steve McLaren's basically ignored on his return to Tyneside and uh, it, it, the, the Derby performance um, reminded me a little bit in his comments afterwards of his uh, away performances Uh, As Newcastle manager, where play shit for 80 minutes, either get hammered or be like, you know, Watford away last year, where you you get a goal or you're 1 0 down and you have like one chance, and he's he's bemoaning, like, um, (laughs) you know, how unlucky they were and how well they played. Do you you back the the, the silence that greeted him, or do you think he should have been given a little bit more stick? Uh, It's it's a funny one because I I was the same because of the flag
2: and because it was. The day was about Rafa and about just making sure that we're still having um, like that, that kind of relationship between the club and and, and the fans and, and Rafa that's that's been building really well this season. Um, I, I didn't spare McLaren any thought to be honest. I, I kind of forgot that he was there, <laughs> which is in keeping with what everyone else did. But you're right. That this is a bloke who's a huge amount of responsibility for where we are now is landed on his shoulders. He, he's totally fucked with. It. But you know what? It, it, there's no point in point in crying about it. There's no point in um, dwelling on it. Yeah, I think I think Rafa's comments as well. He's like, no one's blaming anyone for anything now. We are where we are. We're moving forward We're in the right direction. Like, well, why, why do we need to worry about Steve McClaren? Because I think the the biggest dilemma of it all is that if he hadn't have been so bad, We wouldn't have got Rafa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where where would where, where would we have been if he'd just done like okay and would finished like 15? Would be having another nav season in the Premier League with him. So. I'm kind
1: of happy. I, I don't care. Yeah, Craig, Craig Hope, who hopefully will be coming on the show soon again. Um, we've also got George Coggan lined up this week, which should be good. Uh, Martin Hardy as well soon. Um, uh, Craig Hope tweeted that any Castle v Derby would be a Premier League fixture if it wasn't for Steve McLaren. I thought it was a bit harsh. i like like, <laughs> he did get Derby to a playoff final. I, I, I don't know if he, well, I suppose he fucked them being top of the league actually in March. So yeah, wasn't like eight points clear? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I thought that was quite funny, and it's not like Craig to st- stick the knife into uh, Steve Mark at all, is it? But um, I, I mean, Sai on the, on the atmosphere yesterday. It's first of all, we we met the lads from uh, Warham, the Twitter account uh, before the match, and, and
3: I'm podcasting it. As well.
1: You what? They're not doing podcast as well. Uh, they were on a podcast, uh, oh. a rival podcast, but I don't know. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um, they they were really good lads. It was it was really good to meet them. Um, very very passionate like like us and like most of you listening and about the atmosphere but Sai, i I kind of i walked away from the game on wednesday absolutely dejected like i said on the podcast not because of necessarily the result of the performance but because of how negative and quiet it was yesterday was was something different what do you put it down to i mean we can't just uh we can't take all the credit (laughs) because we did a flag show um there was a clear do you think it was the manager do you think it was the local press. Do you think it was a mixture of all that, or do you think it was people just realising that actually, you know, we need to get behind them? What 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 changed yesterday? I, I think
2: it was a, it was a, and yeah, we have put up rallying calls and we didn't call we did the flags and stuff, and and not just as journalists and, and local media have been saying all week. Yeah, it's it's a big game. And getting behind Rafa, and and Rafa himself has said this week. He needs the fans united, he needs them to get behind the players. He said some of the stuff that we've been saying all season. He said we need to support players when they're going through, through rough patches. But I think the reason the atmosphere uh, was so good yesterday was just a big reaction to, to what's happened this week and that kind of that first fear of what happens if Rafa's unhappy and, and didn't stay. And I think everyone just took it upon themselves to remind the bloke why he did stay in the first place, which I still think was hugely down to. The Tottenham
1: game, when we just sang his name for 90 minutes, and I very much enjoyed doing it again yesterday. Yeah, Ben, how, how do you feel? Is it bittersweet to you because of the fact that it, it takes a manager to nearly walk out to have something yeah. rese- resembling an atmosphere, um, or do you see it as more a positive? Because now I feel we'll have, we'll have to maintain this every game, we'll have to have the same atmosphere, it'll be so mm. disappointing. Do you think it's possible? Um, or will I think, like, what I, do you I think? think I think it's a bit of both. I mean, as you say, it is, it is
3: disappointing that it takes something. Like it, it takes something for us to have to react, we shouldn't be reacting. We should just be doing it from from the outset. It should be people should be wanting to go at the game to do that. The same yeah. uh, to get get behind the players and, and have a good like a, have a good positive impact on on the game. Like you can see straight away that the, le- the level of the performance was lifted from from the first minute because of the noise and the, the players reacted to to us. It should I, I think you said on one of the the, the tweets um, it, it shouldn't take. The players doing something to get the, the, the yeah. fans up. It it should be the other way round, really. It's, it's
1: my most hated phrase in football when they say that the team need to give the fans something to shout yeah. about. No, like it's not netball. i, so I was I mean, going say it's not that like it's not like some some sport which where the atmosphere isn't talked about relentlessly by players, mm. pundits, managers. Everyone talks about it, how important it is and how big a bonus quiet and in the crowd is. When yeah. other managers and players say. If you're quiet in the crowd at St James's that's half the battle yeah like it's obviously vital in the fact that Definitely. Rafa Benitez talks about it so much and then f- to have people come out and say well now nah, the players the players need to do their nah, bit like up. that's our job but i think
3: i mean the, the whole i mean obviously the whole point of Gallagher flags was to to get the, the the atmosphere going 15 minutes before the game so that yeah. <laughs> before anything's happened in the game yeah. if the fans are <laughs> up and it's the, the there's that you, you get that lift for the players and they get that that extra bit of energy and the, the buzz to start the games fast and and get on the teams i mean we we were saying after the qpr game <laughs> before the match on there uh, saturday we said the qpr game was scored after 40 seconds and in and, and the, the atmosphere was absolutely dead two three minutes later yeah. and you just think what the hell happened there like what where are people what what are they doing like how can't you be absolutely buzzing that we scored after 40 seconds i i, I mean it was just a that was really disappointing but Having said all of that, um, it's a positive. I think it is a positive thing because it, it, it worked. It's, there's been a reaction, we with, with set with stand standards now, and and as you say, it's important that we build on that and we don't drop drop from that level, and and that it keeps going. And there's no there's no reason for it not to. I think yes, obviously there's a few things that have happened in the week, but at the same time, I, I don't think it was necessarily because of that that, it, that that there was a reaction. I think it was just people have started started singing um and, and try went in there with the aim of creating a good atmosphere. And I think if if we can continue doing that and it's it's up to us, it's it's the fans, obviously it's the people that were doing it on Saturday. It's 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 our job. It's, it's your job, the people who were doing it uh, to keep that going and there's no reason for you not to do it every game. So uh, you know, I just we'll, I just hope it it continues.
1: We will get, we'll get a lot of snide comments to the Gallagher flags Twitter saying Fans paid for flags. they should be out every game, and it's mm-hmm. always, 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 always people who haven't donated saying that. Mm-hmm. Always, all the criticism comes from people who aren't involved at all, which is mm-hmm. interesting. Shock. Um, but it, it, why, why don't we do it every game? A because like, unfortunately, and it's I don't want to. We it, don't have the support. I don't even want to get into it. But every single game, we get flags. Next, but it, I'm not even going to go there. But mm-hmm. that's what happens. Um, like you know, all, all, pretty much all of the colourful ones will have the ultra like have all gone which is a massive shame that they were about 150 quid ago, but never mind that. But one of the other reasons, is like, before yesterday, every time we've done a flag display, it, it hadn't translated into any kind of vocal support for the team once the game kicked off. Mm-hmm. Like me, and the, you know, there's about, what, what would you say, about 15 away? Mm-hmm. Maybe 20 now with the, the lads who got involved yesterday, and hopefully more next game. Um, normally, it, it's about three hours preparation. Or like three hours additional time on match day, it's sorted out. I'll put in that that time. I'm sure you would as well. If we get an atmosphere like like yesterday, then it's mm-hmm. it's worth doing. Everyone's it pulling together,
3: and that that's the the aim of, of it, isn't it? Was to get that that atmosphere going from from the before the game, so that when the game starts, it's it's rocking and it's just for whatever reason it hasn't been happening before that. And I think that's one of the things as well. Is um, you sort of just alluding to the flags. It's a bit demoralising when you do put in that time and then and 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 it doesn't work it's it's not <laughs> you you
1: just feel like you're wasting your time really yeah. um so i think i think concentrating it in the corner worked well yeah um much a smaller operation for us. it looked better and obviously the corners where the noise comes from but flags aside yeah really good atmosphere if that if that was the the standard for every game it would be mint if that was what would say is a, the minimum atmosphere and then you can go from there on bigger games you know you're always going to get a, a, a reaction when you play um, and get wins against your local rivals or big big teams or whatever like that. But, yeah, re- really, really good atmosphere. Um, really positive on that front. And like I said, the food bank really went, bank, re- bank went really well. We've got the Gallagher flags second quiz coming up um, end of March, International Weekend Friday. More than a quarter of the tickets have gone already, so if you're listening you want to come, and I know we're biased, but it was mint, um, please buy them now. The quicker you buy them, the more uh, we can push for more tickets uh, if if we look like selling out, last thing we want to do is kind of like we did last time, where we sold out like on the day, and there wasn't any time to push for more more space in the venue. But back to back to the football, lads, it's been a good a good uh, weekend of results so far. We're six points clear of third. Um, we are with with a, game in hand. with a game in hand, albeit against Brighton and and a massive goal difference. Uh, we now face a run of what I think it's five out of seven away games. Side, um, do you feel do you feel confident moving forward with Dwight Gale to come back and back to come back and Bemba as well? Do you, do you think I mean, people say Wolves is going to be a hard game, and I'd agree. But that they're they're eighteenth. I couldn't believe that. I know they lost late on to to Burton yesterday. That's a bad result, but eighteenth in the league. Do you think we've got to be going there and and maybe getting a win? You know, like we didn't do at Forest and Blackburn, or do you think our points reasonable? Um,
2: you, you, you never want to say that a point's not enough, because a point would be a decent result. But uh, yeah, and 18th in the league, Wolves, who don't really have any good players, just, they've just got a couple of big lads who've run the ball around, and they've caught out last time. This is where you'd probably like to see Hanley come and uh, keep his place. Um, I, I think we've got everyone back now, as you say. I don't even think we need Gale necessarily, if if Gale plays and Diarmé we you've got goals at any point in the game, even if we're under the car, even if we don't have much of the ball, we've got we could score a goal at any point. Um with with Mitro and Perez on the pitch, <laughs> the goals it seems to be it's really hard work <laughs> to score. <laughs> so it's not as easy, but um we'll have to see who's who's available. I think you're right, with with Gale there we shouldn't really be accepting anything less than a win.
1: I think, um, I think there's, there's three games, it's uh, Wolves away, Norwich or is it Norwich? Yeah, Wolves, Norwich, and then Huddersfield away in a week. Um, yeah. So he, pr- he, pr- he might not start them against Wolves based on that, and um, especially with those really two, you know, Norwich. Norwich are back up to seventh now, above Derby, quietly putting a run together. Um, and then obviously we'll have Villa at home, which shouldn't be a hard game because they're you know again I think what the sixteenth, seventeenth, um, these lower mi- mid table sides. But you know, Villa and Bristol, you'd be hoping for six points. So I think with the three three away games coming up. You know i'd take i'd definitely take six points from those three games um so so a so time will tell i suppose bristol? sorry you say bristol we've got what we've got villa and bristol bristol at home yeah um but then before that we've got the three away games oh, right, norwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, oh wolves norwich and, and huddersfield i'll take six points there all day um keep we're well on the way i mean 63 points now um we've got what uh 17 games to go all right we need 88 possibly 85 to go up um we're well, like kind of 22 25 points away. It's only seven wins and a couple of draws in it from 17 games, so well and truly on the way. Finish off the show, lads. Um, the the rafa stuff rumbles on we we recorded the podcast Thursday, really good listening figures as of all the podcasts being recently thanks everybody who listens and retweets it, it means a lot to us. Um, I was critical critical of Rafa both on the show and the new match preview and true Faith. Happy now to retract that and say I was wrong because he came out at the press conference and said I'm not going to quit before the end of the season. My worry was that he, well my issue was that he was asking for all the support which did which did come to be fair, to the fan base and that he was going to potentially walk out. He's not going to do that before the end of the season. So all looking good. Ben, there's a story in the Daily Mirror today which has clearly been planted by Ashley's people saying that he will be backed um, in in the summer. Do you think do you think all is well or do you think this one set set the rumble and rumble? Um, it's it's all dependent, on actually, really. If
3: he, he can, it all it all rides on on whether he wants to make a, a story or not. Really, I mean, if he if he but, backs him in the summer, then then obviously. Well, what do you think, Rafa wants? That's what Rafa
1: wants. need want in the summer.
3: So, it, well, he's. A, I mean, obviously, in terms of players, or in terms of money, money, know, like Oh, game. I mean, he's got. He's, I think Rafa will know this. This team needs a lot of. A, a lot more spent on it they need a lot more uh, options we're, we're, we're sort of I think that's what he was alluding to and that was what his problem was in January was that we're one or two players away from potentially struggling in terms of if we lose two two of our three main players so obviously Gale's been out where do the goals come from if, if he's out you've got Chelsea obviously, who's had a ban keeps keeps potentially getting himself in trouble as well, and 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 he's potentially another stupid mistake away from from a, a ban, and it's it's that we we talked about Richie. I think if you lost any of those two of any of those three players, we're in a bit of trouble, and I think he recognizes that, and I think that was his point was we need another player in, at least one more. Just to to sort of steady the boat and have another option there. Um, I mean, obviously we're getting we're getting that back now. We've got army back, who are two key players. Yeah, and they they didn't come coming as well,
1: isn't he? In those yeah, right
3: exactly, so. exactly. If you forget about him and he's he's been out all season, we and been missing him. Um, it's it's one of those I think where he I think Rafa he, he just wanted that that player just for just did something in, to be injected back into the squad as well. I think maybe things are potentially getting a bit stale in terms of complacency um I think um it's it's one of those those things that that everyone knows what the job is, and it's it's important that there's no complacency in the team and I think you can get potential like it just grows grows on you doesn't it when when things are going so well um I mean obviously be, before sort of christmas would we've been on such a good run, everything was sort of going our way, we we're obviously we we're still in the cups and and things were going well for and and just I think maybe a couple of people maybe took their eye off the ball a bit you you've got to be on top game all the time i mean you look at the the keep your performance was just it it came across as just a complacent performance in terms of players just dawdling on the ball people not there's no real sort of um energy in the performance there was no real sort of um sort of what's what's the word um we we'll get we we'll get your point though, but it, um, it's I, th- I think it's just in 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 the summer we we're, we we're still we're gonna need strengthening again to 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 be sort of comfortable that we're we're gonna do stay up next season and, and do something in the league and I think as I as going back to the initial point it's important that Ashley has the background he's got to give him that money now I, I saw a, a, someone saying on on um, I think it was on Twitter or something the other day that it it's not it's not the end of the world but we will have got the, a good enough team to go up. And January, obviously, January didn't really matter. It was one of those where unless you can get a player that's going to improve the team, it's a waste of money to spend, spend in January. So I don't think it needed to be as big an issue as has been made. I mean, obviously, I get Rafa. Probably, I think the problem came that he thought he was getting a player. He said he wanted a player. He he was expecting that player and it didn't come in. And he's probably thinking, Hang on a minute. If, if I'm meant to be running the show here and you've not done what I've told you, then what, what the hell's going to happen in the future? So I, I think it, people have said it was a power move and sort of just making so, sure.
1: Yeah, so Si, I'll, I'll put it to you. Do you think the fact that, because now we'll have to admit, even though I tried to shoot it down and I was proved wrong again, um, when the initial story broke after the Birmingham Cup game away in the mirror, another story in the mirror, which is clearly been planted. Do, do you think that's a good sign though? The fact that actually these people have, have like right we better get something else and there will be money there or does it not matter?
2: It's hard isn't it because you just don't know what kind of games are being played. You, I want, you want to believe because I think that's all we ever do on this podcast is you want to believe that, that there's nothing too malicious going on and that the the <laughs> they do want to get get it right and we know that Ashley doesn't seem to know how to get it right. He's always capable of just <laughs> making a ridiculous move and, yeah. and, and flipping it up but the fact that the fact that in May he sat in a room with Rafa for two weeks to get him to stay, he must understand the importance of him, and he must understand that you will need to back him, and that you know like has already saved us. I keep saying it; he's already saved us. We, we, if we didn't have him in charge, we wouldn't be where we are now. We wouldn't have, I don't think we'd have a chance of going back up. We could, we could have been a villa, we could be worse, it could be an Ipswich or a Leeds, and just get stuck because. Financially, we're getting close to the point where we couldn't just be this kind of big club that would bounce back. Um, so he must know the importance of Rafa, and he must gotta kind of. And I can see why he was upset because he's already done all this, he's already saved us, he's already got us back in the right direction. He should he should have earned the trust to kind of to have a bit of money to spend, and
1: surely once once the job's done in the summer and we we'll get promoted, he's got to. He's going to do everything he can to keep him here for another year. But what we need in this summer, let's say everything goes to plan, which it will, and we get promoted, we'll win the league, the last, you know, you know what it's going to be like. I think what is it? Um, Whether play Cardiff at home, Cardiff away, or what Barnsley at home on the last day? I, I, I might be wrong there. As soon as that final whistle goes, goes, everything, everything switches towards that conversation, doesn't it? And it's that it period, it, it period it. of uncertainty again from uh, from, the, from the fans. And I can't be asked for this. Like I really, really wish Ashley would just, even if it's the week before the season, even if we've gained promotion, have that conversation before the last game and say, listen, Rafa Benitez, we've looked at the figure, we've looked at the TV money, we've looked at what's likely to be coming in. You've got £67 million and you've got, um, I don't know, uh, a million pound a week wages or something to that that that's what you've got to go because speaking to a journalist yesterday before the game, um, that's the crack. That's all Rafa wanted during the transfer window. wasn't wasn't let let us sort it out. It was Rafa. Here you go. You've got this much money to spend. There you go. He, 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 so it's, it's not yeah, even it's just tra- having he, the money. He, it's he, the he, it's he, the control. He's
2: absolutely. He should have already earned that trust, and the fact that he didn't seem to get it seems to be what the problem is. And. Well, the, the part Graham Carr and, and Charlie playing obviously it's unclear but that, that's it isn't it Ruffin, you just like look, look look, lads you know that I know what I'm doing <laughs> look look, look where we are we're sorted out we're going in the right direction again trust me like I've been here six months and it's already class like trust me yeah. I don't understand why you're man, right it it's, it's, but
1: I think having, having spoke to the journalists and having, having read between the lines and stuff like that of the quote I don't think it was missing out on Townsend that was the problem it was no. that it was that he was kept in the dark about what the problems were, why there were he wasn't consulted so someone someone should have been saying to him listen we didn't want to we didn't want to pay two million quid for a player that we owed three million pound on who can 't get in that team blah 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 and he should have at least been able to say to them well i 'll tell you what um this is what I think or this is what I think you should do, and you should trust me and he wasn 't even consulted, and that 's worrying it' It goes back to the Anyone who's listened to this podcast for a long amount of time and Richie Smith used to say it well, despite having achieved nothing, in fact, forget about achievement, this administration Newcastle United, you could, I, like, I can't think of a single achieve, achievement apart from maybe making the club financially um, viable again, they, they've achieved nothing, there's, there's there's been an arrogance about the Graham Carr, Mike Ashley, Lee Lee, Derek Lambias um, administration where they there's there's a totally misplaced <laughs> arrogance about the way to do things. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, and if that's going to come back, then then is not going to stick about. So, over to you, Mike Ashley, and, and the people making those decisions, because you've got you've got two choices. You either make this football club great again, which it's a well on the way of being, or or we'll go back to the way things were, and uh, no one, including Mike Ashley, I presume, is after that. So, time will tell. All right lads, I think that just about does us for today. I don't think we've missed anything out. Thanks everybody who, who's listened and, and retweeted the podcast. I really appreciate it. Two more reviews on iTunes this week. Legends, absolute heroes of ours. Uh, we'll be back this week with a Wolves fan. We haven't found the Wolves fan yet, so if anyone knows a Wolves fan, give us a shout. Uh, we'll get them on probably Wednesday or Thursday. Or, um, Probably Thursday. We've got, we've got the George Culkin um, one scheduled for this coming Wednesday, so that should be good. That'll be out probably 9 o'clock Wednesday night. Me, Mick Martin um and george and hopefully one of you lads if you can make it to town for six um but yeah great win yesterday fantastic day i think quite a few sessions happened including uh with you two lads especially both practically half asleep now <laughs> um uh, i'm back out tonight as well oh yeah actually aye,
3: see Bowl tonight <laughs> i'm off off way tomorrow though thank oh, god right. but nice. uh I'll, I'll not get back in until about five o'clock in the morning tonight i think
1: right well <sighs> Well, that does it. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for doing it, lads. And we'll be back soon. Cheers.